you uh, did you watch the Ryder Cup at the weekend? You know what, Dave? I, I didn't get to watch it all. It was over before I really noticed. Uh, I've been exhausted. I've been sleeping a lot. So, um, unfortunately, I didn't. And I missed out. But i tell you what I did watch is that Victor guy who got the hole in one. Someone put yeah. a nice little um, clip, a little montage together of all these shots he's been making recently off the green and hole in ones. The guy looks like he's on fire. So, um, I'm definitely going to start following yeah, yeah. his career he, a bit more. He was known for not having that great uh, short game. And obviously, he's put a lot of effort into getting out to speed. But yeah, he's, and he seems like a nice, not really nice guy. So you can't really, uh, can't really say anything bad about him. He, he seems, like I say, a really nice guy. And it's definitely paying off looking at those clips because um, yeah. his accuracy seems to be second to none. Did very well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the spin in the side he's getting on the ball when it lands looks uh, amazing. Uh, more disappointing news, though, I suppose, England cricket. I don't know what's happening yeah, there. Got... Um, heavy defeat. In the first game in the yeah. World Cup, the um, thing I, we I watched, beat New Zealand recently. Which yeah, did, but did you did you see the stadium? Like, I think the biggest stadium holds, in the world, isn't it? One hundred thirty-five thousand it holds. So yeah, there was, was like about ten people there, weren't there? I think. Well, no, there, there was forty-five thousand people <laughs> oh, there in was. there, which made it look like there was like one man and his dog in there. It's incredible. Well, I remember when I did something with the Premier League and I went out to Kolkata and we were teaching oh, that's some, huge, um, that place, yeah. Yeah, some grassroots coaches from India. We went to watch a, a league game and it was their Premier League then, I think, but it was the equivalent of Ryman here. So mm. we were the crowd. There was 50 of us and it was a 100,000 <laughs> seater stadium. So, yeah, I, I knew what it was like to be dwarfed in that, you know, that sort of arena. Um, and I think we left after half time because it was a bit dry. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the sort of game you'd stick around for. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the rugby. I'm looking forward to the rugby. This this England have surprised me. You know, going into it, I thought it was going to be awful. Um, you know, but after George Ford's kicking in that first one, we just seem yeah. to be building a bit of momentum. Um, I don't think we'll challenge the very top teams. No, Obviously, no, the no, Irish no. and the New Zealanders are, are still smashing at the South Africans. But it'll be nice if we get semi-final-ish, yeah. um, you know, and to at least have a good game against someone there. Um, but mm. how about yourself? Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, it should be good. But I, I like you, I, I'm not holding my breath for them to do well once, like in the knockout stages. I think, was it, Fiji's probably going to be the first game in yeah. the quarterfinals. They should beat them. But as, as we saw before the World Cup, they lost to them. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win it. Like, like you say, Ireland... South Africa, I think it's going to be one of those that wins it. They look too strong for even New Zealand, I think, now. So, yeah, England haven't got a chance of beating them, sadly. <laughs> I won't yeah. be putting a bet on, that's for sure. No, I'll be no, keeping no, my no. money safely in my pocket. Yeah. Um, but we, we've got a, another guest today, which is um, amazing. It's lovely to have <laughs> different guests on. And um, we usually have lots of sporting guests. And I know um, uh, our guest today does like golf. You know, he recently mm -hmm. hosted a golf day for um, one of the organisations he's involved with. And I think that went really well. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a, a different type of guest, not one that we, we usually have. So these are ones that we find even more interesting because we get to learn a lot more uh, about the guests, but also the subject area that they're looking for. So um, without further ado, uh, let's, um, let's meet Nick. Nick Inge. Nick, how are you? I'm very well, Simon. Um, thank you both for having me on this afternoon. Yeah. And um, when you say I I know golf, do you know what? I can't even swing a golf club. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we had a golf day last week. We had nearly 100 people rock up, but I can't swing a golf club. And when sport comes into it, I love watching sport, but I go running, believe it or not, 
and I sort of shuffle around where we live. And, yeah. and I did a 10k a few weeks ago, which was well done. Well, I'd say a surprise. It, I, my family very proud, but yeah, sport. I, I watch it, not really play it. There you go. Yeah, but to uh, even plod around yeah. a 10k, yeah, what sort of time did you get? Oh, a couple of days. <laughs> what was you wearing? One of those um diver suits. No, <laughs> there's about an hour and ten. But you know what? One of the, we hour did it. We did it in the Olympic Park, um, in East London. But I got up early in the morning and actually put on my swimming shorts, not my running shorts. Oh, so I actually yeah. did it in a pair of swimming trunks. Well, not trunks. <laughs> that, would, that would have been a bit weird. <laughs> as long as they weren't by speedos, yeah. that's all yeah. right. Yeah. No, they weren't. No, I got rid of my speedos years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, well, we appreciate you coming on because, um, you yeah. know, we really do want to have lots of different people on telling inspiring stories about how they've got to where they've got to and what motivates them and drives them because that's a big thing for us. It's about trying to help people uh, recognize there's, there's lots of uh, inspiring people within their networks. And we do get people come on who are a bit shy or a little bit, oh, no, it, 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 that's not me. But we recognize that. There's lots of people that contribute to society that make a big difference. And um, we're really keen to learn more about the iTrust yeah. app uh, when you get to that stage and that, that that great work that will be happening in and around that. So we always ask people just for the listeners to give us a bit of background, you know, of who's Nick Inge, where's he come from, where's he at now? So if you wouldn't mind just giving us a bit of monologue, a bit of a bio, uh, and then if you've got any questions or we have questions, we'll just uh, jump straight in. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, and once again, thank you for having me on. I'm five foot eight and a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just my type. Like blind, nice like blind date. What's your name and where'd you come from? Good sense <laughs> yeah. of humour. Good sense of humour. <laughs> what did you travel? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm 54 and um, I was born um, in Southampton, but I'm a Pompey fan. I know, see, oh, that's I know, but I'll keep that anyway. So my dad was in the army. Um, and we moved around quite a lot. Um, and when he was in Germany, um, I was um, sorry, posted, there's a wrong expression, but I, I went to boarding school at 11 mm -hmm. in Dover, um, right. which is called the Duke of York's a Royal Military School, um, and spent um, seven years there. And it was a different sort of upbringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know the school, but it's all, it's changed a lot since I was there. But it's all very, very military marching to breakfast parades every other sunday um and i realized looking ahead in terms of people who'd left the school that if they went to university then maybe they went off the rail slightly because they've been yeah. so positive at school um mm. and i thought you know what i'm going to take a gap year so i did my a levels took a gap year thinking what am i going to do and there's a pattern here in terms of my life and we'll come to that eventually and i'm very single-minded not bloody-minded but single-minded and I'm very determined, but I thought, no, I'll take a gap year. So I worked on the, I worked for C-Link in the day in Dover, right, yeah. just doing an admin job. Then I went teaching at a school, unbelievably in Whitney in Oxfordshire as a student helper, but I was going to be helping out with library periods and helping set up chemistry lessons. But they, they gave me 40 lessons to teach when I first, <laughs> honestly, I was, I was teaching people RE in their fifth form and i'd given it up in my third year it was ridiculous <laughs> and, and, and talking about sport I, I actually managed to blag it and played for the first football team even though i was a teacher but <laughs> they, on the pitch they had to suddenly call, stop calling me sir and nick it was ridiculous anyway that was that and then i came back to dover live with my granny in a cliff if you know it down there and worked on the hovercraft for the summer 
Right. Yeah. So that was a, oh, I was useless at that. I was a steward. Yeah. Anyway, that's another story. So then I, then someone said to me, well, why don't you go to Polytechnic in the day? And I thought, oh, Polytechnic. So and it, before you know it, I went up to Newcastle Poly and I studied economics. I never oh, studied, right. I'd never done economics before. Give it a go. Hashtag you never know. So three years of Newcastle Poly, loved it. Went and saw Newcastle play the old St. James's and the Gallagher stand there watching Mirren Dean, if you remember him. Watching that of Geordie's with sombreros on, so I think, well, what is this about? But anyway, I had a great time in Newcastle. I got a drinking degree, got a two-two. Um, <laughs> I, I was proud. I got a Desmond out of that. Yeah, and all that. And then um, thought, do you know what? What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? So I took another gap year. Um, saved a lot of money. Worked as a security guard, driving the cash in transit vans around. You don't see too many nowadays, obviously. Yeah. And then went out to Australia in. So when did I graduate? Uh, 1991. So I went out to Australia in January 1992 with a one-way ticket, landed in Perth and thought, well, I've got a one-way ticket. I'm going to have to work to get myself out of Australia. So went to Perth, flew to Sydney, worked on a building site in Sydney, um, ran out of money because I was just drinking too much. In fact, it's all about sport. The World Cup was in 92, cricket, and I went to the SCG and saw both and get like seven for seven right nice and what happened was there was a group of us i went to go and get some more beers came back with these beers on the tray and then everyone was cheering and stuff and then i phoned my mum and dad like a few days later on and said oh my dad said you'd be just speed on sky sports because the pat the camera had panned round and see me carrying this tray of beers and there's me telling my dad i was working hard but <laughs> <laughs> you anyway, got some r and r yeah yeah so he got posted to hong kong in the army i ran out of money. so i got literally my last bit of money and he'd let me a few quid to get out of australia so i went, flew out of darwin ended up in hong kong um he said you better gonna get a job so i got a job as a cocktail barman in hong kong right oh, yeah. i know and then my wife she was backpacking with her friend she got a job as a waitress you can sing the song if you want i was a cocktail barman she was a waitress in a cocktail bar and then we went <laughs> backpacking in china together i came back to the uk got a job i got a job thinking what can i do with my degree in economics finance so I ended up doing my chartered accountancy training, right? And thinking, I hated it from day one. I turned up in this company, I won't name them because they're still going. They're brilliant to me, to be fair, um, in Maidstone. Um, and from the day I was thinking, this is not me. This is not me. But my neighbor was in the Met, the Met, Met Police. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, well, how do you how do you find the accountancy training? I said, hmm. I mean, darling, look, nothing against it. It's fantastic. Some people love it. And so he said, come out with me. Um, in Catford, he was an area car driver in Catford in the Met. So I went on, they call a late turn with him. So I went on late turn in Catford thinking, you're getting paid for doing this, Graham. This is not a job. This is, before you know it, I joined the old bill. So I joined Kent. Yeah. Police, and then joined Kent Police in 1994, February 94. There you go. 21st of February 1994. And then, um, yeah, there you go. So I'll, I'll shut up in a minute. But that's that's the part of history in terms of how I got into the police and yeah. why I did it. And I'm, I'm very open-minded to lots of things in life and i've got two grown-up children who are fantastic they're 23 and 20 um and i've said to them don't rush into anything just go see how life goes it's a big journey yeah. it just flows go with the flow don't don't unless you really determine to become something but don't mm. pitch yourself too early because i certainly haven't and we'll come on to that later on no doubt but that's the part of history in terms of nick Inge, and um there you go yeah thank you that's nick. very good isn't it yeah, I love the backpacking bit because uh, yeah. I did a bit of that myself a bit later in my 30s, went to South America, Australia, etc. So 
I love that. And we spoke about a previous guest with Julian Wadsworth. Um, he is saying, and we, we're big advocates of it for people, you know, mm. go and see the world, go and explore the world, see those different cultures while you can, you know, as yeah. before they bring in 15 minute cities and you can't go anywhere or something. Mm. So, yeah, if you've got to escape, get get somewhere else and see. And that's why I'm looking forward to do a bit more in Europe because I haven't seen as much of that as I would like. So uh, that's that's on the horizon. So, the police, so you joined that. So just as a, a normal Bobby or were you going yeah, in what were you a, doing? a specific role? Or? Well, some some days I joined as an abnormal Bobby. But, um, <laughs> but I joined, yeah, so I joined the t- the tough streets of Royal Tunbridge Wells, darling. Oh, lovely, yeah. The yeah. Pantiles. Yeah, the Pantiles. Oh, it's tough. It's like the Bronx. I used to live in Rustall. <laughs> oh, well, it is the Bronx. No, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. It's in Rustall, sorry. But I'm joking. So um, yeah. So I did I did three and a half years in uniform. Yeah. I did three and a half years in uniform. Um, and I've got the photographs to prove it. And then, um, I was started independent patrol after being tutored. But my tutor was an ex-traffic officer. And what happened was he trained me. Well, who knows brilliantly, but he did it very much by the book, which is fantastic. That's where it should be. But my statements were up to speed. And but what happened was we were stopping motorists for the most ridiculous misdemeanors i mean and and i was giving them tickets for not a lot and i get it i had to learn but you could see the public's back being put up by going hold on a minute just i haven't got a seatbelt on but we're calling through tunbridge high street at two miles an hour on a foggy morning why am i getting stuck on for having fog lights on it oh my goodness so yeah. when i went on the Benny patrol i thought oh i've got i've got the freedom to go and chat to people and anyway i went to a domestic situation one day um and um i was chatting to the lady and she liked me and she said i'll tell you what you've dealt with this you know half reasonably i'm going to tell you who's doing the drug dealing on this estate and i went oh thank you very much right so <laughs> five people so all of a sudden i'm writing these reports going oh you know billy blogs is the drug dealer and then she she turned out to be my first informant right wow In a, wow yeah and then first in the network yeah, well, yeah, yeah. first in, yeah, she was in fact, she, might even, she wasn't my only informant at all. But then, vacancy <laughs> came up in the intelligence unit, which I went for and got the job. And my friends still say to me, the words intelligent and Nick don't go together. But anyway, I managed to blag it and get in there. And then, before you know it, I had a few more informants and then we built it up. And then I got um, to the point where I was getting a bit frustrated with local policing which is fine you move on and you know maybe mm-hmm. go and that's not being condescending at all or cocky and then i went down to special branch which is like the counter-terrorism where it was in the day of 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 the policing version of how it fits in with the security services put it that way um yeah. and 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 sort of bigger crimes and then i was running informants and doing that sort of stuff in the uk and abroad as well which i know james bond believe you me but it is what it is it's a job interesting and then i was getting a bit board of that you can see there's a pattern towards my with my mind goes and i said to my mate oh you know i'm going to get promoted because i'm getting frustrated with supervisors maybe who weren't working hard enough or doing the right thing and letting things slip and i'd seen a few things in my career at that point so when did i get promoted 2009 um and i went back into uniform at medway which was completely different from royal tumbridge wells darling and west kent um as you can imagine um and that's just great experience for me I, honestly i turned up back in uniform on an early turn as they call it i couldn't even turn my radio on i've been out of uniform for so many years i've put my date of birth in to turn the radio on they said oh do you need to put your force number in oh right okay but you build a team around you and they do it. you you're honest with people and i'm not an expert on anything traffic wise at all but 
you blend people and you know that's the art of trying to manage a team or supervise whatever it might be so then i went into custody as a custody sergeant at medway that was interesting Mm. one morning i won't tell you the story because it's disgusting but i emailed my friend my mate who said to me why do you want to get promotion you got following travel and plane clothes and all this sort of stuff and i phoned him so i emailed him at four in the morning after having dealt with a very disgusting situation i said mark and i was on less money as a first band year sergeant than i was as a pcdc in the intel world and i went martin you were absolutely bang on why am i standing what have I done, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm here. anyway so then i went back into the into the informant handling world as a supervisor this time and did it again in divisional policing and then i went into special branch again as a supervisor and then i went into uh county and inter-county crime as well as the empty corruption world yeah, yeah. Informant in terms of that which is good and bad in every organization right so is what it is i got to the point um where maybe things weren't being investigated as they should be in terms of the corruption side of it and um we blew the whistle as a team um mm -hmm. amongst other things and um it got to the point where i could see in the corporate world speaking up was becoming more prevalent right mm -hmm. we looked after criminal whistleblowers for want of a better phrase for a long time and we hadn't lost anyone in terms of keeping them safe we knew the issues that um people commonly came to us with like who do i trust what can i tell you where does it go how much do mm -hmm. i get for it? Blah, blah 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 and this is across the board this is not just in criminal whistleblowing world if you get it involved if you get it wrong as a police officer looking after informants they end up six foot dead under you know six yeah. foot hackney marshes yeah. so we've, we're very well versed in that side of it and i thought I can see an opportunity here. So 2017, I set up iTrust as a dormant company with half mm -hmm. of you of retiring at 50 um, or staying until I was 54 or 55 next year. So I've done my 25 years and my wife, who's an A&E nurse and life's very short, as you all know, mm -hmm. we got I was at a funeral yesterday of a friend of mine who sadly passed away a few weeks ago age 50 there you go younger me in fact i was drinking with him 18 months ago at a gillingham plymouth game and who'd have thought 18 months down the line he wouldn't be around anymore and i went to a funeral in mason yesterday it was honestly it was packed with sort of ex-coppers and coppers and, and friends and family of his obviously but um yeah life is very short so i thought Do you know what um i'll chuck my ticket in now um as it were mm -hmm. phrase but i chuck the ticket in and um retired in june 2019 set up i trust as a and my son's played a lot of football at a decent level um and i've seen lots of issues on the touchline where there were people who haven't got a clue what they were talking about slating yeah. players slating the referee slating the club slating the manager in fact slating everyone else apart from themselves right and i was thinking well there's no speak up mechanism here you know especially at a grassroots level well, any level in, in football mm. to be honest, in any sport um we'll offer some hotlines to grassroots football clubs where my son Louis was was playing at the time so we did that successfully and they were used and then someone said to me would well, you do training and i went i can i can turn my hand to anything there you go training so before you know it i was in front of an slt giving a, a presentation on how to create healthy speak up cultures based on mm. my background and then someone through the networking so this is no different from my past get off your backside go traveling speak to people make networks and friendships and someone said to me there's a company in dubai who've basically produced some software that's a whistleblowing platform they want someone to 
um, manage the reports on the back end of it. And I said, well, let's have a chat. So, yeah, unbelievably, I was then in conversation just before lockdown with a company in Dubai. And then we started rolling out and then lockdown hit. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, what do I do now? I just I should have I should have stayed in the police. Yeah, it would have been so much easier rather than saying, right. <laughs> So um yeah so we're all sitting at home looking at us looking at each other weren't we going oh dear me and then we started rolling out the app or the their software um shortly after that first period of lockdown in June when it finished and then yeah. sadly in the October 2020 I was on a Zoom with a fellow that owned the business we were just well just me effectively um looking after the disclosures and um, I said to him on a Monday morning um. I won't name him because you know it's not fair but i said to him you know how's your weekend been he was younger than me 43 year old fella he said oh and he was fit always working yeah. out gym two young kids under three with a lovely wife and he said oh got a bit of a headache that was on the monday the following saturday he was in hospital stage four brain cancer Blimey. yes terrible so so i was speaking to the shareholders out in, in the middle east having never been there i flew out in february sorry january 21 right to basically speak to them about becoming the CEO of this business anyway went out to went out to Dubai um it was really weird because we went out on a plane and there was no one on it it was one of those times yeah. when no one was flying and there was and then and then coming back they made me an offer when I was out there met the fellow that sadly passed away in the February I met him for 15 minutes of his life in a hospital in Dubai he died a few weeks later on and on the way back I got to the airport in Dubai to fly back to the UK only to find the Emirates had decided oh no that was it the day before the, the uk government had banned flights from dubai everyone yeah. was going out there on holiday weren't they remember yeah yeah so we got to the airport in the morning and then checked in the emirates desk and i said we only go to we only go we don't fly to the uk i said well where do you fly to they went well the furthest we go is paris said, well that's no good <laughs> so we went literally my me and my mate went out there and we were <laughs> we were on them on them skyscanner trying to get a flight back from Paris. Oh my, anyway, so we we got the last BA flight out of Paris the following day, got back to the UK, decided to pull the plug on the whole Dubai thing because one of the shareholders had lied to me. Right. I subsequently found out about money. And I went, look, this I'm about integrity and honesty and openness, right? This business is a whistleblowing platform. And you're lying, to me. That, yeah. you're lying to me about money. I said, I don't give a flying monkey who you are. You might be mm. a lawyer. I don't, honestly, if you sit, you you know everyone's the same on this planet right i don't care what money you've got what background ethnicity color yeah. sexuality doesn't i don't care but if you start lying to me from the word go you can poke it so yeah well yeah. so that was that and i thought well crikey we've got clients we haven't got any software I, yeah. I go and find some software developers so fast forward to um where we are now and we created the iTrust app we've just gone through a big round of investment which is fantastic we've got clients we've got we started out looking at SMEs because we realized mm. the compliance system that they could either access, know about, or afford. Yeah. So we created a, um, it's a complex bit of software, but it's simply to, um, simple to access. Where we started out in the SME world, we've now got some massive companies very interested in what we're doing because mm. at the minute, for us, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Everything on the news, everything in sport is about culture, yeah. speak up. If it's, if it's happening to the CBI, to the bosses of Tesco's, to the bosses of yeah. Shell, to the bosses of BP, to uh, everything. Honestly, every time you go on the news app, you'll see something about culture, 
Sadly, yeah. the NHS is just very well documented recently. I won't go into the names, obviously, it's very well known. You know, football every weekend, there's a racism comment or something mm -hmm. going on, and companies are going, do you know what? If we haven't got a decent speak-up system and allow people to report not just the bad things but the positive things, and I'll come on to that in a minute, then we are going to be suffering at the bottom line because the share price goes down or reputational damage gets hit because something goes in the press or on social media. So we're in a great place at the minute, and that's the journey of business, that's the journey of life. Who knows? Well, I know where it's going to go because I'm very determined and I'm very goal-driven, but I know where we are with the business. And like I said, we've just gone through a big round of, of, of private equity investment, which is great for us because people believe in it and they know it and, and the proof's in the pudding. So, yeah, I mean, if you wanted a part of history of what happened when I came out of the police, that's where we are. So It's very good. I think that's... Uh... Simon, that's a very good uh, overview, I think, isn't it? <laughs> very eloquently put. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you whiz through it. It's like your elevator pitch is, is pretty good there, Nick. You, yeah. you, you know where you, you've come from, where you're going, and the skills that you've taken from each of those sort of areas, which, yeah. which I always find fascinating how people end up, you know, using those skills that they've picked up along the way, and then it ends up formulating something else. And um, then driving that, and what does that look like as they drive it? So it's fascinating to hear that stuff. So, what sort of transferable skills would you say you you are trying to shift into the iTrust app now? And you know, for people who haven't come across iTrust app just yet, um, you know, give us a bit more of an insight into that and what it does and yeah. how it works so people because i'm still really fascinated by it. I've, I've got a little bit of an overview and i tried to connect you with the fa previously and i don't know if they ever actually um, bothered um because sometimes they do sometimes they don't but it'll be great just to yeah for me and dave to get a better understanding of how the platform works yeah thank you um yeah in terms of adaptable skills right i think if, it, if i go back to the beginning of not my life but in terms of certainly my upbringing and my outlook on life is is just give it a go and chat to, and just have a conversation and be nice to people right yeah i mean it's not hard is it to be nice to people you've got to be you've got to be pretty horrible to go out your way and be horrible to be, because you've got to think about it if it's not as a yeah. human you should be helping each other mm. and it's no different in business as i find and i've learned a lot and i look at i look back and thinking what was i thinking on you know, Tuesday when I went out for a run and shuffled around where I live, thinking I've got a business. What does that mean? There's so much more to it. Right? Mm. But the skills that we had in the police, I used in the police, and I suppose developed from when I was young, when I was younger, was is just knock on a door and, and see what happens and be adaptable. Right? If mm. you're backpacking, if you're travelling, as you know, it, it doesn't all pan out. You know, you might have a, a missed yeah. plane, a missed bus, you might, something might happen. And you've just got to go, do you know what? Let's just go with it and make the best of it and not moan. Oh my yeah. goodness, it's so easy to grow up. Oh my goodness, mate. And people don't like people who are just going on and on with themselves. So, just so those transferable skills. And then business is not that much different from what I used to do in the police. So, I used to go out and find, find, certainly as a supervisor, go and do presentations, which is a, a, I say, a skill in itself. I mean, a lot of people don't like doing it, but standing in front of people and saying, look, this is what we're looking for in terms of potential informants. Right. So when you're a police officer or a custody or a border force officer or, you know, work for customs in the day, or whatever, if you're dealing with a member of the public and you've arrested them or you're dealing with them at a domestic or a road traffic accident or whatever, just find out all those that soft information about what football team they support, what their family setup is, if they've been in hospital, all those things that are just a conversation. And then yeah. 
write them down and then when we go and speak to them because we realize they're part of a bigger network that they might not realize or we could adapt them to go into a network of criminality all those skills are no different now than that i used then in terms of business so you go and have a conversation with someone you listen i mean i can chat but i, I can keep quiet as well at the right time believe it or not <laughs> probably when i'm sleeping <laughs> listen and then pick up those little cues because the little cues are the ones that people understand that you are listening so mm -hmm. simon you work for the fa you went backpacking you want to go to europe you you know you got something but all those things dave's entrepreneur you know you've known each other for a long time all those little things people think yeah. oh he's listening and that's half the battle and i'm not a psychologist but i've done it enough in my time to go that people if you just finally do oh it's no good for the podcast i'm looking around now but if if, if you just if you don't tell me sorry that's not great for radio is it but if you do if you don't listen people just switch off and they think exactly. you're not interested absolutely is 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 yeah across the board and and business is no different and if you can link people and go it doesn't cost anything to go i did it I'm saying i'm the i'm not the new messiah in terms of networking so not if someone says oh, i could do i'll i'll link you with them like you did sign with the fa thank you very yeah. much if they don't get back to you then that's yeah. the way it is you can't odds that but if you mm. can make that connection and i've had it so many times that people have helped me in business certainly to go i can put you in touch with that and before you know it you're sitting there and going how am i in front of these people i won't name drop yeah. i mean yesterday i told you i was at a funeral yesterday mm -hmm. a friend of mine and a lot of my old and bold friends are either in the police or retired they're going they've either got civilian jobs in the police or they've got a job in security or something not many people have gone into business because they've become yeah. very pigeonholed in terms of their mindset and that's no respect my dad did 150,000 years in the wall engineers you know he got promoted he went to the ranks then he went as a civilian in the wall engineers and he didn't know any different which is absolutely fine but for me i haven't got that sort of mindset i'm very happy to go and chat if it doesn't and you, and you learn so much from everyone you come in contact with yeah the good and the bad that is right you just pick up all the positives and i do lots of networking because we're promoting what we're doing and obviously making a lot of progress but even the people that you might not necessarily get on with them and i i annoy myself all the time let them anyone else but you still pick up all the business cues of um, i wouldn't maybe do it like that and vice versa it works both ways but yeah. you learn from everyone every every touch point you have in life shopping partners this you learn from everything and just take it forward and never and never regret it i don't regret anything i've always learned from everything the things i wouldn't have done but I don't regret them as such because it's made me the person I am. No, maybe that's not a good thing either, but who knows? But speak, speak, to, my, speak, speak to my wife as she ran out the door screaming a minute. <laughs> but it's, it's, as Simon says, you've been, you've been on a real journey and you've, as you've picked up skills as you've gone along. I know from some of the listeners we do have, they'd be fascinated to hear about uh, the, the fundraising that you've done for the business. Like how, you know i suppose if you look back five years ago if someone had said you'd be standing in front of people trying to raise funds for the business you probably wouldn't have said you'd be doing that i imagine but how like how did you you know what what how did you end up where you were there i think it's probably the best way to say it. yeah look i don't believe in luck anymore i believe in mm. opportunity right and if you so if you go if you People say, oh, you're lucky you won the lottery. You don't want, you, you bought a ticket. You made that choice, yeah. to it, right? The opportunity might be small, but you've, you've, and, and the, and the money side of it is I didn't go and find it. It came to me. And that's not being arrogant at all because people saw me certainly on social media doing what we're doing, realized that this is not some fly by night. This is serious. I know, and I mentioned earlier, I'm very goal driven. So I know we're, we're with the business. I know in the, in the sporting world, 
the psychologist say, picture yourself holding the trophy up. Like, I know where this business is going. And there's a big difference between being cocky and confident. I'm confident in terms of where this business always, always was, was going. And one of the things I said to my wife, bearing in mind we went backpacking and didn't have a lot to, to spend. I've always said to my wife, I said, I want to be able to us for to afford to go left instead of right on, a, on an aircraft, right? And above yeah. my desk, it's still here, is a picture of a, of a person in first class travel in Singapore Airlines, right? Right, we're not too far away from doing that, which seems like a waste of money. But for mm -hmm. me, that's yeah, what I want to, 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 to show my wife. And also, I know in terms of the business plan where we're going to be in, in two to three years time. And that's, that's, that's for me. So the money came to us, not me finding the money. I might have had to go and find it if it hadn't happened. And so yeah. someone was sniffing around for some time saying, do you want it? Do you, I don't need it. I don't need it. And then eventually it went, right, this is the time. This is the yeah. time I need it to then, to then scale and then get a really good quality software developer behind us. And that gives you the credibility because then people literally, football clubs at the minute are saying, right, okay, where's it hosted? What's the security? You know, yeah. blah, blah. and I'm thinking, I'm not a techie. Honestly, mm. I'm still logged on in the police from when I didn't log off and I left. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. you build a team like i said earlier you build a team around you and yeah. and and it's the determination it's consistency it's being not in the right place at the right time just getting off your bottom and doing it and that's mm. there's no there's the only science i think behind it is being driven to do it mm. and, and being being um genuine in that because there's plenty yeah. of people who are who give it a lot yeah. of that and don't do it or they, mm. they do one thing, one thing. Hold on a minute. How serious are you about your business? How what, are you just making money here? Or are you really putting something in it because you believe in it? And mm. I'll go back to when I was interviewed, to, in my interview to join the police. And I still remember they said to me, why do you want to join the police? And I said, because, all right, look, I, there's lots of reasons, obviously. But one of the reasons was because if someone steals an old lady's handbag, why should they get away with it? If I can make a difference to try and get that handbag back, I'm not a social worker, right? Maybe I'm too black and white sometimes for, for my own good. But it's that making the difference. And we, when I say to people, look, we, we haven't just created iTrust for, for, to create a lot of money here. We believe mm. in the fact that it's important to give people a platform to speak up. And that's my background. And, you know, I, I know we touched on it before we came on air, but I've written a couple of books. And I'm useless at DIY. Speak to my wife. Maybe that's why she ran out because the shelf, <laughs> shelf hit. <laughs> But if we can leave a legacy on this planet, and for years, I was thinking, what is my legacy on this planet? I've got two beautiful children. I've got a fantastic wife. And, but I can't, I'm not a builder. I can't, you know, I've yeah. built the Taj Mahal or the Eiffel Tower. But when I'm dead and gone, what have I got on this planet apart from two fantastic children and, and a, a lovely memories that my wife and I created? All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll write a book. I'll write a book about how to speak up the journey before, during and after, because it's a very lonely place when you want to speak up, believe you me. I've been there personally, and I know what it's like for people who've been recruited. So let's write a book. All right, how do you write a book? I don't You start somewhere. A friend of mine said to me, just start writing, because you could just keep putting it into the long grass, never do it, go on a writing course, really? Just And that's what we did, just start writing it like a business, get going, and then work it as you go along. And like mm. Richard Branson, there's a book behind me on the bookshelf, screw it, just do it. Work it out as you go along, right? So wrote a book. And we've got some good reviews on Amazon and, you know, published it and got a title. And that's called Exposing the Truth, Whistleblowing Uncovered. Because if people then in a position, do I need to speak up or have spoken up? And what's the aftermath going to be like? It's it's a bit of a crutch for people, right? So that's got some 
decent traction. And then um, I've touched on the anti-corruption side of things in the police. And I thought, you know what, if someone, I won't name names because it's not right, um, but if someone thinks they're going to get away with what they think they got away with, I thought I'm going to write a novel about it. Mm. And it is fiction, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called, Je it's called Jeopardy, right? Yeah. So it's a novel, right? Nearly 60,000 words. That's got some um, good traction on Amazon as well. So if you Google Nicky and Amazon, you'll see my two books come up. So I've written a non-fiction and, and a fiction. It is a fiction. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, let's leave it like that. But yeah, so, but there you go. So when I'm dead and buried, which could be tomorrow, who knows? Fingers mm. crossed it won't be. But fingers crossed I'll make it at the end of this podcast. <laughs> but I've got, <laughs> I've got something I can say to my kids or people further down the line, you know, he put his money where his mouth is. They're not brilliant, don't get me wrong. You know, mm. they're not sellers. Um, but I've done it for my own. I proved to myself that I've done it because if I can do it, anyone can do it and it's the same with the business people say to me someone said to me yesterday you're multi-millionaire yet nick i said no this time next year waters and all this sort of stuff <laughs> but it's it's true if, if honestly you put your mind to it and you can do it but you've got to go on that journey and and this i trust journey i look at it and thinking oh it's not a straight line growth in terms of a business crikey no 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 businesses and i've got friends who are multi-millionaires and they've had loads of mishaps problem i'll make i'll carry on making a lot of mistakes but if you do it again then you're a fool but you just learn as you go along but if you realize that that's part of the journey in the mm. same way writing a book or a song or whatever it is you know you look at i mean i'll tell you what i really love when i look back at people who, who are very creative like freddie mercury i mean to stand there in front of you know hundred thousand people at wembley doing uh what we will rock you i mean I mean, that is just phenomenal. To have the power to be able to influence other people, to make them happy, yeah. is just fantastic. I'm not saying I'm not a comedian, I am not a singer, certainly not. I'm not a proper author, I'm self-published, but we've created that. And and the beauty of it is, if, we, if we've got off our bottom and gone through those hoops and hurdles of Dubai and poor old person, the person that passed and all that yeah. sort of stuff, to then realise, and I had it yesterday, believe it or not, someone contacted me and they talked about the app and they were thanking me me i'm not more darling but you know for being able to make a report and we've got it into a school in in seven oaks called west teeth school and this mm -hmm. the, the borders at the school are using it as an, an anti-bullying app right to report bullying, right so i was there on tuesday evening one of the students said they've used it not that every school's got issues right but they've used it and you know even if i've met the person that's used it or haven't that for me is is fantastic and it gives me that warm lovely feeling because if you go on amazon and see some of the reviews they're not all by my mum by the way they're books but um you know there's people on there that you know i, I don't know i've never met but they've been very kind to take the time to put a review on because it's resonated with them that's mm. what it's about that is that's the making the difference part not just selling widgets for widgets sake or writing a book for a book's sake is that there's a purpose it has to have a purpose and you know, I had this conversation with a fellow that I met this morning about getting out of bed. What drives me to get out of bed every morning? To make the business mm. the success it is and will continue to be so that I can then say to my myself, I can prove that I'll come out of public service and transfer those skills that we mentioned earlier into a business setting and proving not to anyone else. It's not two fingers up to the world at all, but to me going, do you know what? I've done it. I've created it. I've created a book. I've created a business. It's not about more darling at all, but you know i'll prove to myself that you can do it and then if that inspired other people to go 
if that idiot can do it thinking anyone can do it <laughs> believe, no believe in me and i used to say to my teams in in when i was in the police i said look we're going to be the best informant handling team in this county and not just this county but in the country and if you don't believe it go and get a job somewhere else in this in this force or somewhere mm. else because we will be the best of the best and if we don't make it at least we're giving it a bloody good try and yeah. then you can't do any more than that then go to bed at night or or be in your deathbed and go do you know what i've given it a good crack warts and all it might not work out but you know but you've given it your best shot and that's one of the reasons why i got out of the police and i said it to this fellow this morning there were people in the police and this is goes across the board in any organization so it's not about the police mm -hmm. so they've got a really hard job they don't help themselves sometimes but people in the job in the police sorry who are doing the square root not a lot sometimes trying to find a reason not to do it i'm going hold on a minute we all getting i'm getting paid the same amount of money at the end of the month for you doing square root and nothing come mm. on i mean come on it's ridiculous but anyway here ended the fifth lesson Clean up. <laughs> oh, what i was gonna say was that was brilliant but there will be people listening that will be very interested in the i trust app now do you want i think I've, most people probably got a good idea where they can get it but do you want to give us the pitch of if they are interested what do they need to do do they get in touch through your website or what how can they get started with the with the app yeah, thank you very much, Dave. Yeah, well, it's, this is not the hard sell for the iTrust. It, iTrust is not just the app, right? It's called the iTrustApp.com because that's a good selling point for the software. We're about creating healthy speak-up cultures. So if you go on the iTrustApp.com, you'll see that the, uh, the software is one of the verticals, but we also do the consultancy and we do the training. So we have an event called iTrust Live and we, invent, we invite people in because it's better than just going on an event right and only getting 40% of people rock up for a free ticket. We always yeah. do it. We do it with a client in collaboration and we always insist on the best sausage rolls because people sadly, they do judge you by your food at these events and we do it from nine to anyway. So if you go on the website, the iTrustApp.com, you'll see what we're about. Um, but in terms of the software, what we've done is, and I suppose this comes from my non-business background, we've gone to businesses listen to people and gone right what do you want tell us what you want not are we going to go right this is it like it or lump it so as we've developed we've become a we're not a whistleblowing business we're a, we've developed a feedback it's feedback right because mm -hmm. when you go on the software and you'll see a screenshot of the app is a it's a web-based app on the on the home page of the of the website you there's different functionality so you can speak up right but you can praise a colleague you can suggest a change in construction you can have it as a near miss reporting function you can have policies linked to it i.e speak up policies whistleblowings about grasses and snitches right speak up's far more empowering you can have a permanent survey function on it so instead of having this annual pulse ever mm. survey or and people don't believe in it because it's not anonymous and is that you dave that reported me oh come on this is not you yeah. sorry um whatever <laughs> right yeah. you, you can have <laughs> support signposting to you know outside agencies like in the in the speak up world there's a, a very good organization called protect and they're a, they're a third party independent charity that give people advice if they want to speak up or they have spoken up what the legal position is for example so we've we've created a platform and a business which is not just about whistleblowing and that is the differentiator between us and any other business in this market because they're very much one-dimensional they're either called speak up or compliance or blow the whistle yeah. or and people go oh i don't want to use that bit of software or that telephone hotline because i'm going to be a grass but we don't see the reports but the clients that we have anecdotally tell us that the vast majority of reports that they get in 
are all about speaking up and suggest sorry about suggesting a change people mm. who are 24 7 365 to go on the Q, via the qr code on their their organization's qr code it goes through a series of pages and then they can press submit and it goes in as a pdf report straight into the inbox of the client either anonymously if the user if the user wants it to or they can be known with any evidence on it so i'm showing you this now it's ridiculous for the podcast but this is the mobile phones act as body-worn cameras so we mm-hmm. for example right so i mean i i watch a lot of football like you two guys do as well but if you go to a football match what do you do if you see an instance of racism or violence or or unsavory behavior you either do nothing you go and see the police after the game and by that time it's too late you go to a steward during the game and get your head kicked in the way out or right so you can have a qr code which you have got and it goes on a program back of every seat advertising hoardings giant there's giant screens and if someone's taken a picture or a video of a free kick or a corner or whatever and they've inadvertently picked up issues that shouldn't be going on they can then send that literally anonymous if they wish as a as a report straight as an email straight to the inbox of the club and there's no one else doing what we're doing and this has come about because we've listened to the clients and gone they said oh can you do a qr code version well speak to the techie right yeah, of course we can right can you can you can you develop it so that it acts as a as a suggestion box because one of our clients is a construction company when i went to their old offices in their foyer they had a literally a box and a bit of pen and paper. <laughs> i said what's that is that a suggestion yeah. box this is the 21st century yeah. then, i said people i said what's it there for well to show people that if they want a suggestion they could make one i said how and, how many, yeah. and how many you had in the last year zero i went yeah. well there you go this is like you remember the advert with the carling uh, carlsberg advert where they they picked the phone up and wrong number the complaints yeah. department right it's a bit <laughs> like, what's the point of having it if it doesn't you know it, yeah that's what, all right well, well listen to that okay staff surveys all right let's create a staff survey button let's you know nothing's impossible when it comes to tech and you've got some very clever people around you you can you can do it so we're not a we're not a we're not a we're not a tech company we're about creating healthy speak up culture so that people don't go to the software and go oh dear me it's a it's a it's a bit of toxicity here it's i, don't, I feel uncomfortable if i want to yeah. pull out some idiot and what happens is if you've got a decent speak up system then there's less likely people are going to be doing anything wrong because they know they're going to get grassed up so it's actually an insurance policy more than anything else because mm-hmm. who uses I mean, who uses the telephone nowadays? I'm being very animated on this podcast. You yeah. Who uses yeah. the telephone? <laughs> who uses the telephone yeah. nowadays? I mean, young people, including me, because I'm not young, but always on that five hours a week. What five yeah. hours screen time? What's that about? I just wasted five hours of my life. Not on Facebook. I use it for work. That's my work phone. But uh, it's my mm. own, to be honest. But yeah, it's 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 more it developed because we've listened, and no doubt it will change and morph over the next few years as we get different requests and plays but we've we've got to the point now where it's leveled out and what we're doing now is building in the back end as we've scaled and bigger clients are coming on board they want the data in the back end because they don't yeah. just want a functional reporting system they want to go how many ports reports have we had what type of nature and then they can report back to their slt for example and that's what we're building at the minute so it's all very exciting in our world because data is everything and that obviously puts value on the business for me this is brilliant. It's, it's really exciting to hear what you've created, and 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 as you say, you're 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 scaling it, making it bigger, to break into those bigger clients. So no, this is fantastic. Our, our, our listeners will love what you've just described. It it's incredible to hear from you how you've done this. It, it, it's excellent. Thank you. So, you say listeners. Yeah, me <laughs> yeah, and Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so. 
I, I want to circle back because I found mm. some of the stuff fascinating because you you are a bit of a, a Tasmanian devil, you're a bit of a whirlwind when you get going there, can't you? Um, you, you know, uh, it's it's fascinating to hear. Um, and there was a little bit there. Have you heard of the Japanese philosophy Ikigai? Yeah. I have a, I have and that was coming across to me there was do something that helps people and that, you know, you're motivated by that you love, but also gives you something to earn money from. And that's it in a very brief overview. And, I, and that was springing to my mind, you know, that philosophy was coming through. But spoke about your father. You were saying he was military where you seem a much more free spirit. Go with the flow. So where does that sort of come from? Is it because your father was military and rigid or is your mother more of a free spirit or is it just something innate in you that has sort of evolved as you've gone through life? Um, yeah, it's really interesting you say that. I think it's evolved from me through life and it started probably in my teens where I didn't want to do first confession or whatever it was when I was a brought up. As yeah, a, yeah. And I well, thought, you brought up a Catholic, were you? Well, I'll say brought up. Yeah, my dad's yeah. a Catholic. My name's Spanish, and that's why the that's where the, the Catholic bits come from. But I remember 13, 14, it was first confessional communion or something. And I went, well, I confirmation at that age, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I never made mine. I, I, I swerved it. I didn't bother. <laughs> that's two of us then. But I remember yeah. going, why am I doing this in the eyes of the Lord? Which is all great. I'm not yeah, criticizing yeah. it at all. But why am I doing something that I don't want to do? And mm. then it was like, hold on a minute, and I've been through this very regimented system at school, which is no disrespect to that at all. It obviously gives me the qualities or some of them that I've got now. And then as I've got older, I've gone, and that's through, and yeah, through the backpacking, through the, I mean, my mum and dad, I said to them recently, actually, they're still around, they're great. And I said to them, you must have been tearing your hair out when I went on a one-way ticket to Australia with about <laughs> five quid in my pocket. And literally, I had a brochure from a travel agent. There was, I don't there was no internet then. I sound like an old man now, mm. but mm. there was no internet. You don't know you've been born, kids, right? And I had I literally had a I had a brochure for Australia, a travel brochure, got from a travel agent in Farnborough where we lived at the time, and dad was posted there. And I rocked up in Perth and in his hostel, and there were some lads coming back to the UK and they they sold me like a lonely planet guide. If yeah. you remember those, it's still yeah, going. Yeah. And that was it, and I was off and running. But I think that free spirit and someone I remember on my last day in the police, I shared an office with a fella, and he said, I don't know how you've lasted so long in the police. Mm. And then and then this freedom to go and not do what I want. Obviously, that's not is that's a ridiculous thing to say at all. But this creative thing goes, well, let's write a books. Let's because if I was sitting in the police, we be going, You can't write a book, that's gotta be you yeah, know, yeah. Like, you're very restricted in the police, right? Certainly in my old role as well, who your friends are you know every year you have a very in-depth security check and rightly so but mm. now like we come on let's go for it you know not in a not in a blase way and go yeah. mad and stuff but you know i'm you know i'm half sensible as well but it's uh it's um yeah it's it's, it's nice to be able to be a to create i'm not an artist or anything like that but creative and and have that freedom and and mm. and and um the freedom is we well, touched this very quickly earlier dave didn't we the freedom not mm -hmm. to work eight to four, mm, not yeah. to be constrained. You know, you think if you do something wrong in life, you end up in prison. That to yeah. have your freedom taken away is the biggest, biggest thing for anyone, isn't it? And mm -hmm. to have, if you then extrapolate that into into your life outside of prison, obviously not a default position, but everyone, if you can have that ability to go, I can go where I want, I can work where I want, I can do what yeah. I can do what within you know within the law, and go and speak to people. Why that is a that is a that is a and and still have your health to be able to do it 
you know that's yeah. what i've got i mean i'm 54 you know i can still run i can still draw i can still you know we haven't we've got our faculties i think um yeah you know what that is and make the most of it whilst you can because you get to the point i mean i'm 54 another 10 years i'll be uh, yeah 64 um mm. my <laughs> but you know then you start hitting on to well if i get to 70 my mum always says to me do everything you can before you get to 70 because everything after that's a bonus and you know in terms of you can't get insurance when you're elderly to go traveling you might not be able physically able to do it you financially not be able to do it just yeah. do it i mean maybe my wife go yeah. away a lot and people say to me oh you're always away i said what are you the holiday police i didn't realize <laughs> it's going, going, going. If, we've got the, if we've got the time the money and the inclination and the interest mm. into europe or wherever we go you know yeah. why not do it and exactly. i'll be wise in a minute and you'll you know yeah be wise right but why not do it whilst you can because there's so mm. many people who can't like my good friend or say good friend my friend yesterday who went to the funeral yeah. uh, for sorry you know he can't do it and friends of mine you've got friends that passed too early they would yeah. give their bloody right arm to, sorry they give their right arm to go backpacking listen to music just look <laughs> yeah. at the blue sky like it is today and go wow yeah. you know this sounds it's not cheesy stuff it's be grateful for everything you have a lovely partner yeah. food in your belly a roof over your head you don't need a flash car you don't you know just be grateful mm. for the friends that you have and yeah. the opportunity for me to do this i mean there's people going you know people get nervous on these podcasts i'm certainly not nervous well you probably no, don't no. <laughs> but, but do you have the opportunity to help you guys promote yeah. i trust you know whatever or, or or helpfully hopefully give a story to someone that might resonate that we don't yeah. know listening somewhere exactly that is what it's that is that is what it's about and not be one of these people that on their deathbed who who are multi-millionaires but have stepped over everyone to get to that point and everyone thinks you're a complete so-and-so you might have all the money in the bank but you're on your deathbed now but what difference have you made to making people happy you i won't mm. name names you know, you, there's people in the press that you know are very well documented who who, who basically maybe it's the, the way the press spin it i get it as well and they've done a lot of good and all that sort of stuff but i wouldn't yeah. want to go to my deathbed going i've been a complete so-and-so just to get yeah. to get that first class traveling singapore airlines because that is not what it's about this is a book called shoe dog by phil knight if you ever read it no um, yeah it's brilliant it is fantastic isn't it david mm. and it's the yes i mean if you get a chance to read it mate it's really good it's the story of nike and how he oh yeah i've seen the film yeah and there's a bit of a spoiler alert for those people that haven't read it or seen it or whatever but there's a bit at the end where he's he's built it up he sells it he's flogged he's he's he's, he's spent a bit of money with his wife and then he says i'm missing something He's mm. missing this. This is what he's missing. This journey building and hashtag you never know, another door opens, and that feeling where it's not about the money. The money is a side, a side issue. As long as you've got enough, we've learned all this in COVID. If you've got enough mm. food in your belly and you've got your family and friends and your health, then that's what it's about. All the rest of it is a, is a bonus. Yeah. And then it's the fun you and the yeah, people that you all meet. along the journey. Yeah, yeah, and all that. It sounds cheesy, but it's really true. So it's, ever, yeah. it's worth it's worth a read. It's better than the, well, the film. The, the, yeah, the, the film. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Now I that mean, that's not that's not what is. That's, have you ever seen the one like. with the guy who bought McDonald's or did the yeah. franchise? Yeah, yeah. And he's the one more who stepped over people. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. That, that's the one who's been cutthroat to get where he's gotten greed. You know, and a big one who's anti-greed because it just seems to be people are sucking the thing out of it. But what I'm taking from your philosophy. That's coming across to me, Nick, is that willingness 
to just do it, which links obviously to the shoe dog thing, where it is, you know, you, you said friends who've been institutionalized a little bit in the police service and a bit fearful of taking that step, where actually you've gone, I'm going to take that step, I'm going to live yeah. it, breathe it, and just go with it and ride it. Because I was in a similar situation, got made redundant from the FA in 2020, and I had to become a businessman. I had to do because I couldn't get a job. So having to learn those things on your feet as you go and, you know, trying to navigate that space and understand, bloody hell, how does this stuff work? You know, it is a, a bit of a roller coaster. And me and Dave talk about entrepreneurism and what could we do and how could you earn money? Uh, and I think it's fascinating when people do have that mentality to go just do it. And then it's refining the skills to say just do it better as you then go through it. Mm -hmm. So if you were to share you know, anything beyond that that also helps drive you to keep going? Because mm -hmm. you, you've already shared with this. I've got a direction. I know where I want to get. You know, yeah. one of the, the nice things would be going left, you know, on that plane. But for, for young listeners, because I know worldly wise, and we will get to that in a moment where you do go into schools and other organizations to share these sort of conversations and try and educate young people. What sort of key messages do you try uh, and mm -hmm. give across to them when you do that work? Uh, the key, the key, yeah. There's loads of messages, but the main headline is just look for the positive, right? Because um, worldly wise, and we'll go into the background hopefully in a minute. But mm. you know, if you're a student in a school and you're sitting there, and one of our ambassadors comes in and gives their life story, like we all we've all got, and I've obviously explained it in a bit more detail today. Um, and you're sitting there with you know a lack of ambition or you don't think you're academically able or you haven't got a supportive family set up or you've got a disability or you've got a small friendship group and there's someone standing in front of you who's a lot older and short and fatter like i am and saying look i was in your position once but this is how i've got to where i am mm. and it might just inspire that one person to go maybe not that day but maybe in five years ten years one year whatever to go do you know what that short fat hairy bloke from kent he came into the school and he talked to me about his journey in life or whatever i didn't think i was ever going to join the police i never thought i was going to be a business person who knows what i'm going to be in five years ten years or whoever it is right yeah. that's the stories where they go do you know what i can take something from that and that is massive and that costs nothing a bit of mm. time and a bit of effort that's all it is and it can we've had it well you know because you've seen some of the testimonials with with, with worldly wise if, yeah yeah you know, as we're scaling worldly wise and it's not a, it's a cic not a, it's a business but it's not a side mm. hustle it's nothing about that and we'll come on to the story about how it how it evolved but you know as as i trust gets not busier it it scales and my direction gets taken elsewhere we can't let go of worldly wise because it's it's my shoe dog in a way right and travails yeah. obviously um but as it scales and grows and morphs and changes which it is currently um then that's the beauty to see how that develops as well. But that's the headline. It's it's be positive and just, you know, there's so many people who moan about everything in life. But mm. Why are you moaning? You know, you're this side of the soil, for starters. You're breathing and living. You yeah. got, Especially as a young person, you've got so much, so much to live for and so many fun experiences to have. Just go and find it. Just go, just mm. go and explore. See what's around the corner. One of my old sergeants said to me years ago, go back to the police. He said to me, it's like it, like an investigation or something. Like you pull a bit of string and keep pulling it. You never know what's on the end of it. You never mm. know what's on the end of life. You just keep pulling it and going and seeing. And 
you know what, there might be something around that corner, but pull the other bit of string and see where that goes. And you just, it sounds really cheesy, but it's its true. It's really true. Yeah, because obviously my business is mental health courses. I'm now getting into mediation. And for me, that's a big part of that view of the world. If we get young people to take a proactive, or anyone, proactive look at the world, it can safeguard your um, well-being and mental health so much more than if you don't do that. And how do we try and encourage them? So I think with the iTrust app, is there also that reporting sort of element around well-being and monitoring of that? You know, because I suppose what we hear when I work within mental health, uh, first aid and delivery, is a lot of issues come through poor line management. And people not being able to effectively communicate. So when I heard you talking about listening and you picked up on what me and David already told you and you took that on board yeah. really quick, it's a key skill for a line manager. Mm. Um, and they don't get that right. And that's why people leave or experience poor well-being. And then there's that churn, that knock-on effect cost-wise to a business if they lose good staff. So is that built into the iTrust app in some way? Do you have that as part of the survey result type stuff where people can feed back on their well-being status? And does that go to a line manager to say, look, because I think they're the challenges sometimes, aren't they? Mm -hmm. HR, if I, if I say I'm not quite happy with this situation at the moment, and I just want to communicate that, you know, and it's not being judgy towards someone, mm -hmm. do they then just back up the HR, uh, the, the manager, and dismiss Oh, you're moaning, you're mm. this, you're that. No, actually, I just don't feel heard. Uh, I don't feel that the person's taking my, you know, my concerns on board properly. And I'd like that open dialogue, but I don't seem to be able to navigate that. Is that something that the app can offer or does offer already? And, you know, what sort of success has it, it had in that sort of space? Because I think there's so much desire for people to get this right in mental health and well-being. And if the app can offer an element of that, you know, that's a, another really powerful uh, part of it. Yeah, well, look, that's a really interesting point you brought up, and that sounds like a politician sort of way to answer. <laughs> but I think in terms of just having the, the software, mm. it gives that ability for someone to feel and know that they can report something anonymously. That is the first yeah. step, right? Mm. And we've always said from the outset, and I don't suffer fools, and that's not being hard at, at all, but... We don't want to work with clients that don't believe in what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of the app, there's no point having the software if they're not going to act on a report. So they've got to have yeah. the buy-in from everyone, and that obviously the the leadership of the organisation that on boards with the app are paying the money for the software, right? Yeah. But they've got to they've got they've got to believe in what otherwise is absolutely pointless. And I've never wasted hopefully any more time in my life just having it doing things for a tick box exercise. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be going to confirmation or first communion just for the sake of someone just ticking <laughs> off saying Nicky yeah. is going to take pointless wasting everyone's time so the, yeah and then i'll go back to the point about having a, a near miss for function on it as say something positive or we listen to the clients so we've made a, the platform which can be bespoke mm. to the client so you can have yesterday the, t the tech team we're going to have a multiple survey function on it. So you can have more than one survey run at any one time. So you can have a, multi, a mental health survey function, like a pulse yeah. or an annual survey or an EDI or whatever you want to do. So it can be mm. respond to the client. I mean, it's really quite, like I say, there's no one else doing this because it's very one-dimensional. It's very, this is the product, like it or lump it. Right? Mm -hmm. Without, you go, well, you tell us what you want and we can adapt it accordingly. So it's, yes. Yeah, so from the general point of view, 
from a mental health perspective. If I was sitting in the police, I won't say anything in terms of where we're going with a potential client. Mm. But, um, but if, if I was in the police and I had a, a software system where I can go, manager's good, the manager's bad, you can change this, you could do that, you could, whatever, mm. you speak up, I could report an image. That is poor. That's, that is powerful stuff. And we're speaking to organisations in the Philippines, in, in, in Australia. You know, we've got interest from around the world now because it is such a, a powerful thing. But from a mental health perspective, it just puts people in a better position because they know they feel safe and they've got a voice. They're empowered mm. to, to not just speak up, but they can do other things. And yeah, and then you can get into the minutia, which is your expertise, Simon, in terms of the mental health delivery and training, which I'm not, I'm, I don't even yeah. think to know yeah. about that, but it gives the client the option to be able to do it. So yeah, you can, you can have it. I mean, yeah, we haven't got a facility on it in a minute, but we have got a help and support function where mm. a client can say, well, look, I'd like my organization to be able to sign, be signposted to protect that I mentioned or AA mm. or Samaritans or whatever, or, or industry bodies that might be of a third party they belong to say you know a construction society they might then go to that website and i'll have a third party you know i don't know mediation or whatever it might be so yeah this is is it it's an empowerment tool not a whistle going out i'll keep repeating the john blue in the face yeah. because i think um some of these smes which were your focus previously um they don't have the financial infrastructure of some of the big ones like no. PricewaterhouseCoopers who do very well. Um, so having this type of approach, because they ask me when I deliver courses, you know, what app should I be on? And I, I, I rattle off ones that are good. But as part of that, because they need this almost well-being circle of training and education, employee assistant program and um, well-being days. But then also that I think. When I was working in football a lot more in depth and we would talk to footballers, they would talk about speaking to the priest or the, um, you know, the imam at a club where they can link in. And knowing that they had that opportunity to speak to someone gave them reassurance. And it sounds like the iTrust app can also do that. Well, I've got that system there if I do want to feedback and speak up and let people know you know the current challenges i'm facing or what i'm actually appreciating about the work that's happening to so give that positive feedback when a line manager is doing very thing so i think smes would still really buy into that because they're saying well actually that offers that element that we're just missing that digitized offer yeah. um you know and it, like you said it could be the surveys completed and then signpost you something you know, because yeah. heaven forbid, you know, I do what I do because I know 10 people who've died by suicide. You know, my yeah. own father when I was a kid and lots of other. If they can then say, I'm not feeling great. And the I trust app or, you know, part of that is signposting them to please reach out to these people. Like you said, the construction industry where we know two suicides a day, you know, huge numbers. It, it's, it is a powerful tool. And I, I'm really... Uh, heartened to hear you know what it's offering because i did think it was just whistleblowing but to hear actually it is yeah, more than that more. it is speaking up and um you know in a positive uh way as well because we all like to get some feedback i think that's that's nice uh, and it's not just as line managers they're, they're sandwiched sometimes and they can feel a bit isolated so it's fantastic to to hear that there's also that part of it which is very powerful so why don't you give us a, a bit more of an insight into worldly wise and you know the the things that you're you're trying to achieve there because i think that's another it, it, it sounds philanthropic in a way that you go in but you are giving back in a way i think that's how it's always felt to me so 
um, you know, our, our listeners will be keen, especially people who haven't maybe tapped into it just yet in, you know, in organizations. So give us an idea of the organizations that you go into offer this too and um also how they might be able to reach out as well if they were interested yeah yeah thank you yeah so um we've been going an hour and a quarter now so i can keep going for another three hours but I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to, all the time to... it's fascinating Nick, you know and really interesting we're not yeah. going to cut you off you know no, well, um, when, you, when you get to the point say thank you very much nick i'm going to go right up shut up shut up right so yeah. basically worldly wise is uh, a community interest company Mm -hmm. which we set up in 2020 in the summer of um and basically october 19 my daughter eleanor um was um just started on a gap year um mm -hmm. left school and she was going off to southeast asia with her two friends two friends that had been outside of europe um a very nice fellow called travel henry <coughs> sorry who trained me when i joined the police in 94 in in um judo suits and wooden sticks something it sounds like the art doesn't it but anyway he's got a very yeah. successful conflict resolution business yeah and i said to him travel um would you mind putting together a bespoke course for the girls before they go off to nepal and southeast asia so he basically put together a half-day course on cultural awareness in southeast asia and then physical safety in the afternoon and the girls really loved it and louis my son he was 16 at the time he was going off to london to his first festivals drinking on the train and doing all this i said louis this is not where we live this is a whole different ball game up there and then why don't you do it for drugs awareness why don't you do it for mental health why don't you do it for mm. uh, so before you know it this thing had sort of got out to a few people that you knew in, in the education system in in kent and um they said well this is this is what schools want they basically want this pot of people who mm. basically in one place instead of a schools going to different places and can you can you different parents every year on a churn um why do you just create this you know you've got this group of people so now we've got well, 70, 70 odd volunteer ambassadors on paper, um, who we call, yeah, grandly called ambassadors, like the Ferrari Roche advert. Worldly Wise was created because we thought we would better create something tangible. Yeah. And as we've progressed, and you've seen a bit of it, Simon, as mm. we developed, um, we've we've got interest from schools, but you know they love it because they they don't have to keep. Oh, we can't promise everything. We don't change the world. There's only so much we can do. They're all yeah. volunteers. No one pays any money for it. We never yeah. take a penny out of it. We never want to take any money out of it. It loses its whole ethos. It's but it's this social enterprise sort of conscious network of people now we've mm. created. Who, if they can, they can. If they can't, they can't. Absolutely fine. But at least the schools tried. And the, you know, I had it this week with a with a school in Tunbridge um, who asked a bit of entrepreneurial help today. Actually, I did actually reach out to someone who wasn't reach out. Crikey, that sounds very very modern term doesn't it but reach out to someone who wasn't on the network but it's a network of people if they can't yeah. do it they might know someone right and what we've got to now is we've just had our third worldly wise golf day mm -hmm. <laughs> well can't play golf but we had nearly 100 people rock up last week at our golf day in west morning golf club organized by two fantastic fellas who volunteered to do it last year and said oh next year we we'll do the golf day and we had 68 golfers um going on on a 18 shotgun start which i'm learning the expressions now and then we had 21 people just coming for lunch a network we had yeah in terms of auction prizes and raffle prizes and we had a 20 grand hole in one at the 18th that people had to pay an extra tenner for no one got it luckily because well, it's all insured <laughs> it's all insured otherwise i'll be washing up to the golf club but yeah um, yeah and then next year we've got another one organized or in the pipeline and you know 
but where we are now is on that day there was a fellow that turned up and this is the networking it's not about it is about the students obviously but it's about the people with a social conscience who want to network with like-minded people rather than just going to a networking event here's your business card do you want it yes or no i mean yeah that, that sort of business with people um, yeah. should do, um in my humble opinion um but yeah so that's what it's about but what's happened now is because it's we've got the demand from the schools and we want to work with schools like Aster school in dover who's been fantastic to us um, i will give a shout out to claire blackman who's the careers leader yeah, she's been brilliant to us in terms of support but work with schools in maybe areas of the county certainly at the minute who maybe the students need a bit more of a leg up because they haven't got that support 40 mm. percent of the students at Aster school are on free school meals yeah. which is a terrible travesty for you know, 21st century society and don't get, don't get me started but that's where we are with it and that's mm -hmm. the reality if we can go in and inspire a few of their students, we did some mock interviews last term um, so with their, some of their sick form. Um, I'm going in in December to do a talk to their sick form um, social and care work A-level group. Um, but that's what we want to do. But what we want to do now is, is a bit like the, the iTrust app side of it, is streamline the process. Because at the minute, it's very mechanical, i.e. a school comes to us, can you do this? And then we have to try and put something out on the WhatsApp group and match ambassadors. Yeah. But, going to be doing is creating a new website some fellow at the at the golf day said i'll do it for nothing in his web team yeah right build a website so schools can go on there they basically post what they want in terms of mock interviews careers advice one-to-ones whatever mm. individuals can go on there and then literally connect with a school so it becomes like a, a school ambassador dating website yeah yeah out they can and it just it just smooths the process out so yeah, that's where we are with it. That's the next. Sounds of, fantastic. That's a nice variation of worldly wise, and there's no one else doing that as well. But I can't let that go. Yeah, don't take any money out of it, and because we don't take any amount of it, it doesn't get pushed as fast as we should really be pushing it. But what mm -hmm. we want to do is, and I said to my daughter earlier before she went to work, she went to a, an event in London last night. She's a type one diabetic, Eleanor, and that's why she. This is how worldly wise started. But she, she does some voluntary work for a type one charity. And they were in london in the city it was like some sort of charity bidding bidding pot right so basically there were three charities that were were doing six minute pitches in front of um some business people and then they were bidding on the, well, they were they were just donating there was no there was, and and she said there was thousands of pounds donated to these charities we're not a charity we're a cic yeah but what we want to do is raise enough money to basically finance an administrator to run our worldly wise on our behalf to phone mm -hmm. Schools, create more ambassador network get businesses involved and then me and Travel just oversee it as directors to go like and the only person who's going to take any money out of it is the administrator which is rightly so yeah. that gets funded by some csr fund that a company have got or we raise through some yeah. charity funding bid or something like that because the schools need it we can't let it go yeah. i haven't really got the time to be doing it as much as i want to certainly Travel hasn't he lives in preston now um mm. so but we can't let it go and obviously the, the proofs in the pudding in terms of the golf the golfing last week yeah. how do you get all these people to come together i mean there was a team of four golfers they came to the first golf day down at prince's golf club three years ago and they traveled down from hertfordshire to play they mm. said well go again next year hey gary i don't even know you but this few people yeah. just go come to the golf day it's a great it's not a court that's a cause it's not a charity but like i yeah. say there's no money yeah. in it for anyone and you know and that yeah that's where we are with it so it's great i love it and maybe when you know i trust gets flipped and you know i'm not taking so much of a role in it we can then help develop the worldly wise side of it so i mean where we started out i mean what would be great for a school in australia india china 
you know, whatever, to, to tap into the ambassador network in the UK and vice versa, for people to come online and just give their worldly wise story. Not, mm. not, it's not, it's guidance, not advice, right? Yeah. Right? You've got to be careful there in terms of the, the, the differentiation. But for someone in another part of the world to go, listen to that person there. They've, they've got a story where, you know, they've completely different cultures, but there's still the same qualities of, you see it on the TV where people have really tried really hard and, you know, maybe failed and failed and failed and then they've done it. Look at James Dyson and Dyson. Yeah. He was like a thousand different ideas in his shed before he, you know, he just doesn't, I've got friends in multimillionaires who then must be coming overnight. They graft for these things. If that's yeah. what they want to do, it's not the money's not everything. Yeah, you know, my mm. wife's nurse, I was a copper, you know, it's about making a difference. But if you can make a difference for in a real way, you know, yeah. I've got friends who really look after their staff, really look after their staff because they know what it's like to be a bricky or working out in a way and they they really look after them you know they're not no one's perfect i'm not perfect by a long stretch but mm. you know, like i say, speak to my wife but that's that's why we got that's why we do <laughs> she hasn't come back yet she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how if he was that shelf yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone out with a friend for dinner and a walk but um yeah so but the, but that's the theme running through everything i think here it's, it's it's just give it a go but do it for the right reasons not just doing it for because to make a few quid out of it and that is that for me that's not what i'm about so yeah. I think we will have, again. Like, well, there will be people listening to this that, firstly, they may want to make use of the of the training and the different resources, but also there'll be people that would like to help. So, what's the? How do our listeners? Re, well, I was going to say reach out to you, but how do they get in contact? Is it, it sounds better? Yeah, thank you very much. Well, look. So the website is down <laughs> at the minute. It will be coming back on, like I said, you know, in a new new, new incarnation. But if they just go on the itrustapp.com website and get contact on use the contact form, it'll come yeah. through to, that'll come through to me and then we can have a chat from there. So that's the best way. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. That's that's it's again, it's amazing what you've been doing. It, it's uh and it's good to get it out to people that I think will want to make use of what you do, but also could be able to help. So hopefully we can uh, connect people, I think. But Dave, on that, you know, through the, the nursery business, you and uh, Ashley have set you, yeah. you've been telling me about some of the mums that you get and the skills yeah. that they've got, you know, yeah. uh, and they, they want to be mums um, first and foremost, but they've still got the brain that they want to stimulate. Exactly, and do things yeah, with. yeah. And, and you just think there's, there's probably a market, um, and it's not using that terminology market, but uh, a plethora of mums who would love yeah. to do an online Zoom from home where they could inspire a young person if they can't actually get out to their local school or organisation right. like a college. Yeah, um, and I think it, it could be something that they can still feel they're contributing, going back to the next yeah. point of, you know, giving back and sharing skills and, you know, getting that that sense of self-worth. Because I think sometimes it can be quite isolating when you become a new mum and, just yeah. remembering I do have a lot of skills to offer. I think, you know, it could be another group of people out there because who was that one person you said she was like an academic or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so it, I've had, there's a few mums I've met that, and, and it, I'll be honest, how this is happening is because of how expensive childcare is. And it's kind of like um, uh, like mums and dads are, are, are pushed to a point where they just kind of have to work out I'm just working now just to pay for childcare or it's actually more cost effective if I look after my own children. But what that's meant is like I say, we've, I've come into contact with um, one of the UK's leading experts on kind of blood testing. Now for her, it's more cost effective to look after kids than to continue her 
world leading research and and kind of what she does so she like it seems criminal like and also like a lady last week who's like a professor i can't remember exact things is but again it, it comes down to what she was earning versus what she would have to fork out for childcare. and but these people want to do something with their time but our society isn't set up to to make the most of their skill set because mm. they can't afford the or it, it seems pointless to pay through the nose for their childcare. Mm. Um, obviously, we're quite reasonable that well they bring their kids, <laughs> but no, just want to put that in there. But um, but yeah, it's it, it it's it's criminal. I think like you just think it, and then as a society as well, on the other side of that, we don't like we don't provide um, either working opportunities or other opportunities. Where those people could could continue to provide something to society because they're not available nine to five it, it seems criminal but yeah you're right i i'll i'll, I'll reach out to you i, I don't know why i've said it's, it's, in there. Oh, it's, 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 it's sowed it in your mind now it's, yeah, 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 it's, it's, i'll contact you after this yeah well, no, Nick, thank you. uh, we're gonna break yeah. into song and reach out yeah <laughs> so you give us a really nice rich experience of you know the yeah. the, the things that you've gone through now, there must be a time, and you might not be able to pinpoint one, but a moment where you're most proud of something that you've achieved or something that you've done or been involved in. Is there something uh, experience-wise or a moment where you could go, you know what? And it can't be children, unfortunately. Uh, we, we, we ban that. But uh, something else. Ah, that's good. <laughs> let, let, let them know now. It won't be me. Yeah, 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 they're so clear, yeah. A moment. Yeah, that you would you could share with us that um, you were like, you know what, I was super proud when that happened, and that was something that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I'm you didn't prime me for this at all, but I think it was when the first book got published, right? And that's not a plug for the book. Yeah, that is that is when when it went live, I was like, oh my goodness, look at that. This is, it's not just, I'll show you it, but it's its not just the words, it's everything that goes into it, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh my goodness, I'm a, I've, I've done what I've always said I was going to do. Everyone said, I'm going to write a book. Everyone's got a book in them. There's a lot of difference between saying they're going to do it and then finishing it. I've got a friend who's a proper author yeah. who, who, who writes for HarperCollins Fiction and he was a, he was a copper. Um, there's another story that's another podcast. In fact, you need to speak to him, he's fantastic. He's better than a lot better than I am, that's for sure. But he, but he, but, but have that. He said to me, When you write, when it lands on the doorstep, you go, Oh my goodness, this is like. And yet, last, well, I don't know if I said to you earlier, but um, we've been going an hour and a half now. But when we went to the school on Tuesday, so the book is the answer, there you go. But mm. in terms of the app, on Tuesday, we went to the boarding house and there was a student there, and she said to us, I've used the app. It was, and I said to the people I was with, I said, you know what? The fact there's a QR code on a poster and someone's used it because they feel they have to speak about bullying. Yeah. It's a poster. It's a book. It's what it's, it's, it's a, but I'll tell you what, it's not just that. It's what's gone on behind it is the experience. Mm. It's, it's the know how from not me, but lots of other people. Someone's got to pull it together and, and drive it. Right. But that's, but, but certainly the book was like this. Oh, it's land on the doorstep. This is this is mine. I've got my name in it forever. Well, that's quite yeah. a bad moment for me, anyway. But lot the plenty millions of people written books. Don't get me wrong, but for me personally, yeah. it was a, a bit of a seminal moment. It's not the best book in the world. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I think there's one spelling mistake. But you can. Uh, it's never, nothing's going to be perfect, is it? But 
He's, Your friend's not called George, Nick, is he? It's not. He, he's not like the chairman of Greenway Aces in uh, sort of great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, so he wrote a lot of books as well, and he was an ex-copper. Yeah, um, he's him, had an no, interest in life. Him. I don't know if you've come across him. I used um, to work with him. Yeah, so I think his his wife or son, yeah. you know, had a tragedy. Yeah. Um, so really rich, and I think his his books were close to getting made into TV. I don't know if yeah, it ever actually true. happened. Last time I spoke to him, but yeah. another interesting character. Uh, I think yeah, the police force has, has brought through because I used to coach a team with a guy called Chris Lynch, who was in Special Branch as yeah, well. Yeah, I know Chris. Uh, yeah. You know, Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be speaking to him about the issue at Dover last week, uh, a couple of yeah. weeks ago, with the, and the youth in there. Yeah, and he's now, you know, got his own YouTube channel with this gaming thing. That's he's he's getting better and better at, and he he was going to teach me about. It. So yeah, fascinating um, people. Um, Dave, what, what questions you got for for Nick? Well, um, I I we normally ask like our guests if there's a quote that they live by, but I don't know if we need to ask <laughs> on that one. <laughs> that I think you've instilled, you've given us so many insights, but I suppose. Maybe not so much the quote, but was there ever, obviously, it's almost like you've lived two lives, if we can say that. You had your police life, actually maybe three. You had your pre-police, your police and the now. But was there ever kind of anything, I don't know, like when you were at school or anything that kind of drove you on to do something? Like, or to, mm. but yeah, It might not have taken you from? to where you, you are now, but was there something that, or even you know to prove someone wrong is there anything like that that's driven you on do you think mm. i think well if you look at the two strap lines for both i trust and worldly wise the strap line for i trust is integrity without compromise mm -hmm. right so if that and I, I thought of that as i went across the car park at a football club called k sports yeah um, in Ellsford, right so i remember where that one came from and if you do everything with integrity and there's no compromise like going back to that lawyer in D Dubai, don't mm. don't lie to me about the money because I could have quite mm. easily gone. Oh, all right, let's let that one go. Right, it's not easy in life. Don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. Right, but there's there's a, there's a line sometimes when you go. Mm. Yeah, and this is what happened in the police when we spoke up and when I was doing the job. That is just wrong. That is not just like doing 70, 71 in the seventy. This yeah. is this is plainly wrong. And people have gone out their way purposely to do someone's legs or be corrupt or, mm. or or whatever right so like i say i'm not perfect but there's a line that gets drawn in the sand so that's what i trust and worldly wise our strap line is hashtag you never know but you don't know where that conversation is going to get you don't yeah. know where right like, go and knock on that door pull that piece of string go and fly to go into europe simon go and see where it is go and you know go and have a conversation go and just just go in go and see it yeah. it's not if you've got the finance i get it some people can't but if you haven't try and do something else go and go and go and try and engineer it some other way go and get a job as a uh, working as a an air steward or go in mm. as a as a tour guide or i don't know or if you live in a town create a website if you can if you've got access to a computer and do free walking tours of maystone yeah. who does that no one there's a massive history of maystone there's yeah. parts of it that aren't as great as others, but that's just life. That's just anywhere you live, right? Go and do something. Just be creative. Just just expand your mind. Go and travel. Because mm. like we said earlier, that is the skills you get out of traveling, not just abroad I'm talking about. Just mm. go and walk the coast of Kent. I don't know. Go and see people. Go And go and see where those conversations take you because you that, you never know. You never know. And that's where that's where I've always, yeah, used that. I'll tell you, I was telling my daughter 
she's off to Australia next month for a couple of months before she goes travel um, before she gets a job next year. But I said, I remember, and this is not about moi, darling, at all, but I remember getting on that plane at Heathrow, flying off to Perth. I don't know, I mean, change it might have been Bangkok or something. I'm, I'd never been outside of Europe before. And I was, how old was I, 21? Yeah, 21 then. And I'm flying over Turkey, looking down, thinking, oh my goodness, that's Turkey down there. Right? <laughs> thinking, ah, and then it just pans out. And then, you know, yesterday I had a, 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 a Zoom with a fellow in Sydney, right? Mm. Who, and we're pretty big on LinkedIn. I don't know if you've seen us on LinkedIn, but we've got half decent following. And he used to be ex Kent police officer that I was on a course with donkeys years ago we used to be about 98 99 we were sort of speaking the lamp and going we're well, on a course together he lives in sydney now he'd found me on linkedin or see me on linkedin mm. and we were talking about the i trust app because he, he's got a consultancy business out there he works for uh corporate clients doing their third party investigations so he's obviously interested in the software I say obviously he's interested in the software how can we then integrate that into what his mm -hmm. work is i said to him i said to him, whereabouts in sydney are you and oh well we live in if you do you know sydney i said a little bit and then he said, well, we live in sort of north of Manly on the mm. ship going out. I said, I said, I used to work there. He said, what? I said, Roy, I said, I used to work in Avalon, which is near Palm Beach, if you know it, near where they filmed Home and Away. I, yeah. said, I said, in the hostel, there. I was working on a building. So he went, I just picked up my wife. She, We moved out here a few years ago from the doctor's surgery. She, went, she went, oh, my goodness. And I was going, oh, yeah. Anyway, that is yeah. a conversation. I wasn't trying to shoehorn it in, but that's mm. what happened life. You know, that is... That's, and then you, and then because it's not about it's not about the app then it's about the relationship and now i remember sitting on the beach having a beer and getting bored and getting a big pie with tomato sauce on and seeing both them getting six for seven or seven for seven and blah blah blah, blah, blah. okay let's talk about the app that is yeah, yeah. yeah. that is the, being open-minded to conversations and listening rather than going oh yeah you do say you live in brisbane not sydney or yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you know so yeah but that's that's what i would say in terms of the philosophy just be open-minded and, and see where it goes so yeah yeah, yeah here, here i'd say i hope we haven't gone on too much but there no, you no, no 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 not at all because it's been a, brilliant it comes across as there's been touch points where people have maybe shaped or bumped up against you and yeah. took you in directions you know uh you were bobbing about a bit with c-link before and doing bits and pieces and you know, then the next door neighbor made you, you know, or said, I'm in the Met or the police, you know, are you interested? Yeah. You know, and it, it's that willingness, that openness to explore. And I think that that's the thing that's really resonated with me is if any young person growing up. So my son's 11 at the moment. I'm always trying to just encourage him, be open, you know, be willing to experience things. It's a process life. It's a journey, which is a cliche we know, but you're not the finished article until you're lying on your deathbed and then you go oh you know what so make the most of it you know my philosophy because my dad died so young was you don't know when your time is so make mm -hmm. the most of it because this is all we do actually know for sure mm -hmm. and you know if we can get out and experience as much of that and speak to different people it's, it's a big driver for me to do these because my my illness where i'm unwell at the moment with colitis means i can do this at home and have a chat with interesting people and learn lots of different things about them and life that they've led um and it just helps me understand as a hobbyist podcaster hey you know i can learn so much from different people and those networking conversations and just just that interest in people mm -hmm. to go you know i've got a perspective on the world dave as you have let's take them on board and how do we shape that and how can i go well i've never seen it from that view before uh, mm. and that's quite a refreshing view of the world 
you know how might i adapt that and dave i don't know if that's something that resonates with you as well that's come across it does yeah it, it most definitely does and i and i'd be it might sound strange but we through all of the well all my all the podcasts we've done recently there's been this theme of like not well, I suppose an element of just saying yes when an opportunity mm. raised its head. And we've seen from the people we spoke to, and again today as well, that if something appears, say yes to it and your life changes and it always changes for the positive. Mm. Um, and I think it's it, it's hard when you're younger. I know some people kind of, I don't know, they don't know what they want to do with their lives and they might sometimes kind of just shut out new things and this has shown again that you know always be open to new things and and experiences and and you know maybe 50 years later you might be talking to two people on a podcast that's right <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean seriously it, it a lot of our listeners we do get feedback from them and they love hearing from people that have just kind of done different things in their lives it's not like they're saying oh i'd love to hear people from this you know background or anything like that they love hearing about how people started here but then finished uh, probably here's not the greatest they start at one point and then finish at a very different angle to where they started and it is fascinating and also it's it's highly motivating for a lot of our listeners because it shows that you know they may not be doing something they really enjoy doing at the moment or they may be kind of finishing studies or whatever but what they're willing to then do or what they're waiting for is to be able to get out into the world and kind of kick on and it's always, you know, it gives them a great uh, model to follow. So I thank you very much for joining us because it has been amazing. Well, no, thank you for your time. The last thing I'll say is, and I'll, I will, if this helps anyone, is mm. the last two years, I'm very much more grateful for everything I've got. Not that I was ungrateful, but mm. certainly with, with, my, with my two children and my wife. And and today, I'll make a, the final thing I'll say, like today, I had a meeting with a fellow. If you go on LinkedIn from today, you'll see the, the nice fellow that I met, Tony. This morning um but just as we were leaving the car park my son louis facetimed me and i was in the just finishing a meeting right a business meeting so um i said to him i'll phone you back in a minute so i sat in the car and, the car, and he was in so louis at university but he's studying in montpellier at the minute he's doing mm -hmm. his third year right and he went to the brighton marseille game yeah um, right who with a friend of his who's at he was at he was at leeds uni with him and who flew out his brighton season ticket holder and went and saw the game right and Louis was telling me about this bar they were in. And he said, Dad, I was absolutely bricking it. He said, oh, my goodness. There was the Marseille Ultras coming for us. Oh, my goodness. And he was sitting in, and And I said to him, we were chatting in the car park. But I thought, I'm, it's the middle of the day. I'm going to be working. Give, right, not give. Right, let's have half an hour chat. Because he's sitting in the bar yeah. having a coffee after the game. And he's, like, sitting there. And I said to him, because he went out there end of august and he had to find a flat and he had to find all the things that happens when you know it's hard enough to go to a city in this country and just start again isn't it yeah mm. I said, you think back where you were five or six weeks ago i said you've come so far now you've got a routine yeah. you've got new mates you've seen a game i said and that is it's really hard it's really hard at some point in life but you always it always always turns out better because even mm. though it's really you can be and this is your world simon in terms of you know people who've sadly not here anymore they've mm. got the point where it's but you know what there's always something there is something that's just trying to convince people isn't it and yeah, yeah. You know, my son he's fantastic i love him i love my daughter mm. and my wife and everything else right but it's just to go do you know what you look back to where you were now you look where you are now 
wow just take yeah. the positives from it it's not easy you still got to feed yourself and you still got to get it but just take the positives from everything because yeah. it's just be grateful for the fact we're still on yeah. this side of the soil <laughs> yeah because it links to the values of my company Delamere, where integrity growth and kindness they're the three things that underpin my company and it, it is that sea life is growth you know yeah. it is just um we're constantly evolving you know and good or bad will shape you in some way Absolutely. and it's just viewing it and saying let me see this as a lesson and, and sometimes those lessons can hurt but you know they're lessons that we can learn and develop from and i think if young people can just say look it's not going to be perfect and i shouldn't expect mm. it to be perfect because sometimes setting yourself up to be perfect is actually going to hinder you where if mm. you go you know what i'll always strive to be the best like you said with your team let's be the best team at this and we'll we'll go for that and if we can be the best team in the country even better but if you don't strive then you just don't know what your your potential is what you could achieve and where you could go so <laughs> I, I think that philosophy for anyone is say yes be open try your best have integrity when you do it um because i think like you said that's a vital thing if you go against that it would have been a slippery road wouldn't it with that lawyer Oh, look, oh. if I do this, this guy will then bend and weave to it. And, yeah. you know, next minute, there's all sorts of things starting to be suggested to you. And you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you've misjudged me here yeah. um, on that one thing. So yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm strong with you on that around. You've got to live your values and you've got to let people know where your lines are in the sand because, um, you know, that's what you've got. You've got to have those boundaries. Otherwise, people do take the, uh, the mickey, as we know. So... Uh, just to reiterate what Dave said, really appreciate you coming on. It's been it's been great, Nick, to actually spend this amount of time with you. Get a better understanding of why you do what you do, where you've come from, what drives you. And I know we've only scratched the surface. And as Pompey fans, yeah. we haven't even had the chance to talk about that yet. You know, <laughs> so um, we'll have to do that another time off here. But is there any final things from yourself, Nick, before we, we jump off this evening? I will just say thank you so much for having me on and talk about gratitude and genuine gratitude. It's quite easy to say to people, oh, no, I can't be bothered. I'm too mm. busy. Sorry, I'm washing my hair, you know, whatever it might be. But, um, yeah, but I'm very, very grateful. And it's lovely to have a chat. And we said at the beginning, it's just a yeah. chat. It's, uh, yeah, to, to be able to give the, yeah, to have the chance to do it. There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, yeah. And we will post it on LinkedIn and, you know, those sort of places just to make people aware. So we'll we'll definitely make sure we CC you in on LinkedIn just so uh, anyone who is interested will definitely be, have a chance to listen and, you know, get a deeper understanding of Worldly Wise and the iTrust app and also hopefully your books. You know, we yeah. might see a little spike in them on Amazon. Sales, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant but, stuff. Thanks again for that. <laughs> <laughs>